Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Uh, for comforter is the word paraclete. And paraclete means advocate. Uh, how many of you know we need an advocate? Uh, he's the intercessor. We need an intercessor. He's our helper. He's our counselor. And thank God that he is our guide, right? He's our guide in the minute details of our life. And that's why he lives inside of every believer. This is why he's been sent so that he would be all that to you. He covers everything. Thank God that we have a comforter. We're not orphans. Can you say amen? So let me share with you a couple of scriptures, and we'll go from there. Uh, John chapter 14, and then we'll jump to John chapter 16. And in John 14 and 16, the words that I'm going to read to you are the words of Jesus. All right? Very, very important. And he said in John 14, verse 15, he said, if you love me, you'll do what? You'll keep his commandments. If you love, how many of you love God? Raise your hand and see if you love God, right? I love God. So he said, if you love him, you won't keep his commandments. And Jesus said this, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or another comforter that he may abide with you, how long? Forever. The spirit of truth, thank God for the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, he's talking about the disciples, for he dwelleth with you and will be in you. That's very, very important. He's with you and will be in you. Now, Jesus said this before day of Pentecost, uh, before the church uh, was born. So now he lives inside of us, right? But Jesus was prophesying and revealing to the disciples that he is with you, but now he's going to be in you. Praise God. Now, let's go to John chapter 16, and he says in verse 13 through 15, However, when he, the spirit of truth, somebody say the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Uh, not only will he guide you into all truth, but he'll guide you into the minute details of your life. Does everybody understand that? In every detail, if we'll permit him. Then he says, for he will not speak on his own authority, uh, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. That's what we need. We need that. Now, the other people, or a lot of people, will go to many other things except God. Uh, but we have to go to God because he's the only one that knows the future. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. So we have an infallible guide that will guide us to all truth. Can you say amen? Jesus said he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, Jesus said. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So the, the job of the Spirit of God that lives inside of you now is to receive all the messages from the Father. And then those messages are to be revealed to you because you're not an orphan. Can you say amen? Uh, I don't know if I read uh, the last verse. Let's go to verse 18, uh, John 14, verse 18. He said, I will not leave you orphans. 
I will come to you. Thank God that we are not orphans. We're not here, or God did not leave us. He did not save us. And he said, well, fend for yourself now. Now, a lot of Christians think that. Now, I had that idea uh, years, years ago uh, when I was a kid. Uh, they, uh, they didn't say that, but that was implied. God saves you, and we'll see you when you die, right? But that's not the truth. The truth is that God has, will never leave us. We are not orphans, and he's going to lead us in the very minute details of our life uh, because of what I'm going to show you, okay? So before we begin, uh, I'm going to give you four things this morning, which are very, very important, that you'll know uh, what you have to do. How many of you know we have to cooperate with the Spirit of God, right? He is our, 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 our advocate, uh, he is our helper. He's one that stands uh, at our side and inside of us. Uh, he is our guide, our counselor. He's everything. But we have to cooperate with him. He's not going to force anything on you. The Spirit of God is a gentleman. Can you say, can you say amen? He's, he's not going to force anything on you. Now, demons are just the opposite. They'll try to force that junk on you, right? You say, uh, say, well, I'm not going to do that. Demons say, yeah, you're going to be that. So, but the Spirit of God is not that. He's a gentleman, and he's going to uh, wait for you to invite him. But if you invite him, I can guarantee you your life is going to improve. And you're going to go upward, and you're going to go forward. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering for that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So as we look at 2021, I can say this with all confidence that if you'll get a hold of what I'm going to share you, uh, with you, that 2021 will be the best year yet of your life. Now, some people sit, not you, but some people sit like a frog on a log, right, and think that God's going to do it for them. He's not going to do it for you. He, he has already done it for you. you got to cooperate with him, and it, it's your choice if you want to go up. But if, you, if you'll get a hold of this, I can guarantee you that what we just confessed, my life is improving, your life is going to improve. And not only is your life going to improve, but you're going to go upward and forward. Can you say amen? Pastor, I've stayed in a plateau for years. Well, you can get out of that mess, right? You can go forward in the name of Jesus. So uh, this morning, what we want to do is establish some truth. And the first truth that I want to establish is this. As believers, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. I want you to say that with me. We are in this world, but not of this world. Say it again. We are in this world, but we are not uh, of this world. Jesus uh, revealed that in John chapter 17. We are in this world. Say it again. We are in this world, but we are not of this world, which means that uh, whatever's happening in the world uh, does not apply to you. If you'll get a hold of the truth of God. A lot of people are listening to all over the world, listening to the governor. Bless her heart. She can say whatever she wants. Uh, she's saying that for her and for the people of the world. But that does not apply to me. It doesn't. I'm exempt from all that. I had uh, uh, some uh, years ago, I walked into a place. He said, do you work for the government? I said, I have uh, and, I, uh, and I am. I have and I am. And, I, I, you know, that's all. I left it with that. Just walked off. But, you know, I work for the federal government and state government. But I'm working for another government now, a uh, higher government. Let's give the Lord a great praise arm for that. And that government, and that government is over 
all governments. So that everybody understand this. We're in this world, but not of this world. And because we're not of this world, uh, we are exempt. Say that with me. I am exempt. You're exempt from everything. Uh, 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 and we can confirm that, and God's not going to lie. John, uh, Galatians 3.13, the Bible says that we have been redeemed from the what? Uh, from the curse. You have been redeemed. The Lord bought you, and you're redeemed from the curse. In other words, uh, corona, all the variants, the strains that are coming in the future that are already in different parts of the world, uh, they can come all around us, but they will not come near our dwelling place. Psalms 91.10, you can look that in the screen. Uh, say this with me. It will not come near my dwelling place. It will not. No. I uh, say, Corona's coming. Well, let it come, but it's not going to come to my place, not to my house, not my body. I'm exempt. I've been redeemed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And this is why 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of uh, power, love, and a sound mind. Are we afraid? No. Why am I afraid? Or why should we be afraid? God has exempt us from the curse of the law, which is sickness and poverty and uh, spiritual death. Can you say amen? We're in the world, but we're not of this world. Can you say amen? Now, we were called, listen real carefully, when God called you, when he called you out of the world, you, you were translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And he didn't call you so that you would continue to struggle in life. Does everybody understand that? I mean, if that was the case, you say, well, I'm just religious. I'm just doing the same thing I did before. Man, uh, you missed it, right? So God didn't call us. He called us to triumph. Does everybody understand that? He called us uh, uh, to, into a life not to struggle and not survival. I've talked to even Christians. I say, how you doing, brother? Well, you know, I'm surviving. You know, he missed it, right? We're not here to survive. We're here to triumph. We're more than? Come on, say that. We're more than conquerors. That's right. We're not going to. When I look at Christians and they're the same year after year, something's wrong with that picture. We're not to be the same, right? So let me establish uh, that we're called to triumph. Give you some scripture. I'm going to go quickly because we've got to get into this. Uh, first, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Some of these are just paraphrased. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, the Bible says that we go from glory to glory. That means you don't stay the same. So if you're the same that you were last week, you're not doing your part. And you said, I'm the same I was a year ago. I don't know much more. Well, there's something wrong with that picture. Now, God's people go from triumph to triumph, from glory to glory. We are getting better. Can you say amen? My life is improving. Lift up your hand and say, my life is improving. Well, that's God's plan for us, right? He said you ought to improve. You look at your house and say, man, we painted it, right? Man, I fixed my yard. Uh, go to your house. I, have, I don't go to your house, but if I went to your house, if you invited me, if I see the same junk there year after year, same weeds, right, and same landscape, something wrong with you, right? Okay, let's go to Isaiah 48, 17. He says this, thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to what? To profit. He didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't teach, he don't teach us to to failure, to be bankrupt. He teaches us to profit. He told that to Israel. If he told that to Israel, he's going to tell that to us. Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors. Can you say amen? Say that. I'm more than a conqueror. Uh, Psalms number one, blessed is the man 
who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Uh, and his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, and whatsoever uh, he doeth shall prosper. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, look what God said. He said, my people, whatever they do, they prosper. Can you say amen? That's right. Everything you do. So he said, well, I don't know how this is going to come out. No, we're not going to lose money. I'm not going to lose a dime. We're going to go up. We're going to profit. Can you say amen? Everything that we do. We're God's people, right? In Psalms 112, he says, blessed is the Lord. Blessed is the man, number one, that fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments, uh, his children. How many of you want to have a bunch of uh, children, a bunch of drug addicts, perverts, and everything else? No, we don't want that. He said, our children will be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. And then watch this. Wealth and riches will be in his house. Pastor, I don't believe that. I do. I do. I believe it. Praise God. But there's uh, something that goes with it. There's a condition. You got to fear God, right? You got to respect him. You got to honor him. You got to reverence God. And then you got to meditate in the word. You got to delight greatly in the commandments of the Lord. Joshua 1.8, all of you know that. The book of this law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in, the, in, the day, in, the, uh, in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous. Uh, for then. Uh, you will make your uh, way prosperous for then you will make your uh, your way prosperous and you will have good success can you say amen now I can give you uh, all this and, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of scripture of what God says about you and it's not negative can you say amen so the 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 work of the Spirit of God say the work of the Spirit of God Besides being our lawyer, our advocate, our helper, our uh, counselor, our uh, intercessor, his job is to guide you. Can you say amen? That's his job is to guide you in the minute details of your life. He is to guide you uh, in health. And if you'll be guided, you can live a healthy life. I can tell you because I've proven that, right? Uh, you can be blessed in every area of your life uh, if you will allow him to guide you. Can you say amen? So the secret is to permit him. Somebody say permit God. We have to permit him to guide us. He's the guide, right? He's been sent to guide you. He's, uh, not to f for you to fend for yourself. He's been here to guide you. So we have to permit him now. We have to cooperate with the spirit of God. Otherwise, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. Now, looking back in your past, we don't want to look back, but looking back in your past, how much money did you lose? Huh? How much money? Some of you would be millionaires by now if you had all that money you lost, right? You lost it on drugs. You looked uh, on a bunch of crazy stuff. Maybe you invested and you said, but I lost $10,000, $20,000. Well, if the Spirit of God is leading, you're not going to lose $1. Can you say amen? Praise God. And you're and you're gonna he's gonna lead you. He's gonna lead you into God's rich inheritance that he has given you. Praise God. There's a rich inheritance. Somebody say a rich inheritance. Uh, and we are to be uh, uh, led by the Spirit of God. So no one will reach their destiny or the plan God has for them unless they're led. God has a great plan for you. How many of you we're going from what? 
glory to glory. Somebody said we're going from glory to glory. We're going from triumph to triumph. In other words, there's a plan for you that God has for you, but it is impossible that you get there unless God guides you. It's impossible. How are you going to know? You don't even know what is going to happen tomorrow, right? We don't know. But if he'll guide you, he'll take you to the inheritance that God has already provided for you. Can you say amen? And the plan and the purpose in your life. How many of you know that God has a great purpose for us, right? A great purpose. Yeah, I don't know why I was born, Pastor. I think I was just an accident. I'm here just surviving, living every day, afraid of corona, and uh, listening to the governor and all these other people. The, take this, take the vax, take all that. No, I took the vax 50 years ago. I took a vax that was, uh, uh, made me immune to all diseases and sicknesses and plagues and everything 50 years ago. Praise God. Give the Lord a great praise on for that. And you say, well, what was that? Psalm 9110, besides all others, right? So uh, does everybody understand that you will not leave, uh, reach your plan that God has for you and the purpose that God has for you unless God leads you? And God's not going to lead you unless you permit him to lead you. If you don't permit him, he cannot lead you. He will not force himself on you. In other words, if you said, I don't want to be led, well, you're on your own. You lead yourself. Let's see where you get. And a lot of people made a lot of mistakes in their life. Uh, surely they weren't led by the Lord, right? Because we just read some scripture. But look at First, uh, first uh, Corinthians 2.9. Remember this scripture? Uh, uh, I'll read it in the King James, but it's in the, uh, also the New Living Translation. Uh, but as it is written, I has not seen or heard. Uh, nor is it entering into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So you have not seen or heard, or is it entering into your heart what God has provided for you? And the New Living Transla Translation said, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, or no mind has imagined what God has prepared for them who love him. Can you say amen? I could have never imagined what God had for me at the age of 19, 20, 21, and 22. I could have never imagined that. But then God started to open all kinds of things. You say, how did it happen? Luck, Pastor, you got luck. No, it's not luck. It's not luck. So if you're looking for luck, go to a casino. I wouldn't. No, don't go there because it's rigged, right? So, uh, but it's uh, there is no luck to this thing. So people seek guidance from any other, every other thing except God, uh, from networks, social media, the world, witchcraft, everything. But uh, God said He would guide us. Can you say Amen? So how does He guide us? Let's go to Romans eight fourteen. Romans eight fourteen. Uh, and then we'll go to 16. This is real simple. How does God guide us? And then we're going to have to cooperate with him. And I'll give you four points this morning. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit. Say that with me out loud. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are what? Sons of God. Say it again. For as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And then uh, uh, verse 16, the spirit, listen real carefully now, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. The spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit. Somebody say my spirit, my spirit, uh, that we are sons of God. In other words, uh, uh, God's going to guide you by his spirit and his spirit lives in 
your spirit that has been born again, and your spirit has a voice. It's, it's, it's a safe guide. Can you say amen? Because we've been born again. So your spirit that has been born again uh, will uh, lead you if you will allow it. Can you say amen? Now, let's go to point number one. If we are going to allow the guide, the paraclete, the comforter, our helper, the advocate to guide our life, you have to do this. If you don't do it, then you're on your own. Does everybody understand that? Uh, believers, uh, God has already provided for you a great inheritance. And that inheritance must be received and enjoyed. Uh, that's up to you, but it's already been given. Number one, we have to meditate on the word of God. Can you say amen? So my advice to you uh, is that you take 20 to 30 minutes every day to start with, uh, to meditate on God's word. Before you jump out of the house, before you run with a donut in your hand and the uh, coffee in your other hand, run out the door, jump in your car. No, you better take 30 minutes to spend time meditating in God's word. Say, meditate in God's word. That's right. At least to begin with 20 or 30 minutes per day. We have to realize that the, uh, the value of quiet meditation with God uh, will bring great benefits to us. Can you say amen? Spiritual people who walk in spiritual wisdom are those who have disciplined their lives to meditate daily. We have to do this every day. If we're going to allow him to guide him, we have to meditate in the word of God. Now, these four points that I'm going to share with you, the first three, have to do with the word of God. And the Holy Spirit has inspired this book. These are powerful principles. So if we'll do certain things, he will guide us and you will be a success. Pastor, I've failed over and over and over again. But that is over. Can you say amen? I can take a junkie. I can take a, a person that is a pervert. I can take whoever, a failure, a, fa a person that's been a failure for years. If they will permit God and listen to instruction and be trained, that person's going up. Can you say amen? That's right. Their life will change. So let's go to Joshua 1.8 once again. Meditate. Somebody say meditate on the word of God. God told Joshua, listen real carefully, this book of the law shall not depart from your, your mouth. Somebody say, from your mouth. But you shall meditate. And the word in Hebrew for meditate is the word mutter. You will mutter the word. Mutter the word. While you're in your 20 or 30 minutes of, me of meditating with the Lord, uh, you are muttering the word. You want to focus. You want to stay on God's word, and you'll meditate. You'll mutter the word uh, in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will make your way, uh, your, and you will have good success. Can you say amen? So we have to meditate. Now the world is doing this. Listen real carefully. Contrary to what you're going to do, they're running. That's right. And they're all exhausted. They're running. Christians shouldn't be doing what the world is doing. Be not conformed to this world. Don't imitate the world. Don't listen to what the world is saying. It's not applicable to you. You are exempt. Can you say amen? Let's give the Lord a praise. Because we are exempt. Praise God. Hallelujah. But look, Christians, sometimes they're running. 
They're running and listening and copying, imitating, and that's dangerous. You'll end up tired. You'll end up frustrated and exhausted by listening to the world. Uh, let the world do what it's going to do. He said this, uh, we're going to do this, and we're going to take care of this. It's a system that is, has failed, is failing, and will fail. Does everybody understand that? Every aspect of the world system is failing. So why is that failing, Pastor? We have to trust the government. We have to trust people. Listen, it's all a failure because whoever's uh, what's running this thing is the God of this world. Does everybody understand that? And if he's running it, he's got it all in chaos. So we can't follow that mess. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. So the Spirit of God, listen, let everybody look up here. The Spirit of God is to lead us to maneuver, to maneuver in this world. We're maneuvering in this world uh, uh, to get to the place that God has for us. Can you say amen? So when we meditate, it's very important because you've got to silence your body. How many of you know that our minds are noisy, Right? Oh, it thinks about a million things. You get down a praying, and the, you'll have all kinds of thoughts. Answer your phone. Go over here. Eat this hot dog. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff, right? So, no, what you have to do is silence your body. Can you say amen? Silence your mind, right? And say, body, you better shut up. I'll put you on a three-day fast, right? So we have to do that. So uh, uh, man is a spirit. He possesses a soul. We live in a physical body and we have to silence that so if you are ambitious listen real carefully if you are ambitious to do something in life i would highly advise that you uh get quiet time if you're ambitious about doing something say pastor i don't want to live my life like i've been living i don't want to look like my relatives either you know you got some of them right so i don't want to be like them i don't want to be all defeated uh, all sick, all uh, frustrated, uh, fearful. I don't want to live like that, Pastor. I don't want to live in poverty because God says that he would, wealth and riches would be in my house. He said that no plague would come near my house. He said that I would live out my days. He said that I would be healthy. Can you say amen? And I, I believe that, and I want that for my life. Well, you have to meditate in the Word of God if God's going to guide you. He's the guide. But you have to spend 30 minutes a day, every day, listening to what God says. Just take quiet time and say, well, pastor, day one, I didn't hear nothing. Well, day two, right? Said, day five, I still didn't hear anything. And I've been meditating. Don't worry about it. He will come, and he will speak to you. And he will reveal to you uh, things uh, that you need to do. And he'll say, do this and do that. I have... Thousands of examples I could give you if I had a couple hours here of how God has told me things. Meditating in the Word of God didn't seem logical and not rational, but when he says something, listen, it works. Can you say amen? Praise God. Number two, you have to practice the Word. This is our responsibility. You have to meditate in the Word, and you have to practice the Word. Now, we just read uh, Joshua uh, 1 8 and he said let's go back to Joshua 1 8 look at the middle part of that scripture and he said that you may observe to do to do somebody say to do to do according to all that is written you meditate but then you're gonna start observing to do to do to do according to what it is written can you say amen 
Hallelujah. So we have to practice the word. Look at James or 122 in the New Living Translation. But be doers of the word and what? Not hearers only, uh, uh, fooling yourselves. But if you just listen to God's word, you must... Uh, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. So we have to be doers of the word. Can you say amen? And then number three. We, uh, this is our responsibility now. If we want God to guide us. I want him to guide me. He knows the future. How would you like to be guided by somebody that says, invest here. Do this. Uh, do this with your career. This is the way you're going to win this situation here. How would you like that? Well, he lives inside of us, and that is his job to guide you. Number three, uh, we have to give the word first place in our life. Say that with me. We have to give uh, the word first place in our life, and I'll explain that. Many go to the word and to God. Listen to me real carefully. Many go to the word and to God as the last resort, when nothing else is working. Everybody get that? That'll put you in a lot of trouble because God's not first place in your life. They'll say, well, you know, I tried, I tried uncle. I tried my mother, my dad. They gave me this advice. I tried what the government said, and I tried this and this, listening to all that in the world. I went to social media, the networks and everything else. I did all what my friends did. Well, let's just try God. Let's see what he can do. No, it's not going to work for you if you don't give the word first place in your life. The word, if, we, if the Holy Spirit is going to guide us, uh, we must give the word first place. Now, I'm going to say something, and don't misunderstand me, all right? But this is very important, all right? Very important. How many of you know that uh, uh, going to doctors is not wrong, right? If you don't, if you have not grown to a certain level, then you rush to the doctor every time you have a headache. Go, go, right, because you're there. And we're not going to condemn that or criticize you. You go and take the vax if you want. Do whatever you want. Don't tell me that you took it. All right? Just do what you have to do. God will help you. Just move on. Right? But it is wrong when you go to doctors without consulting God. Did everybody get that? It is wrong. If you'll go to doctors without consulting God first. It's not wrong to go to doctors, but it is wrong as a believer that you'll go to a doctor without consulting God first. God has already declared that he would make you healthy, but you'll have to do what he tells you, and he'll guide you to a healthy life. I'm going to give you an example. Second Chronicles uh, uh, 16. Remember uh, King Asa. Uh, 12 and 13. This is Second Chronicles 16. I look up here on the, on the screen. It says, in the 30th nine year of what? Of his reign, Asa became diseased where? In his feet. In his malady or his sickness was severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but what? But the physicians. Right. Wow. So he went to, here's a child of God now. He had a problem with his feet, and he was already off, if you read the story. He, God was not number one in his life. He left that. 
he forgot to, uh, he uh, became neglectful. God was no longer number one. So when he got sick, he just kept going to the doctors, never went to God. Boom, he died before his time. So uh, uh, we have to make sure that the word is number one in our life. Can you say amen? Number four. Uh, we have to now, if we're going to let the Spirit of God lead us, we have to obey the voice of our spirit. Somebody say the voice of our spirit. Yes, for as men, uh, the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're the sons of God. So if we're going to be led by the spirit, we have to obey the voice of our spirit. Can you say amen? That's a safe guide. Say my spirit was born again. Say it again. My spirit was born again. Okay, uh, because your spirit was born again, guess where uh, God's going to lead you from? He's going to lead you inside of you because that's a safe guide. A person that has not been born again is n does not have a safe guide. You can't listen to your, your conscience, okay? Uh, your spirit man is speaking. He has a voice. You can't listen to that. Uh, but you have to be born again. But once a person is born again, uh, he has a safe guide, and we have to listen to the Spirit of God. Now, I'll give you an example. Remember in the Old Testament? Now, this is the Old Testament. Remember Gideon? Uh, he says, Lord, because God said, I want you to deliver my people. He said, me? Del me deliver the people? He said, yes. Well, well I got to make sure this is, is what, uh, it's you saying this. So you know what he did? He put out a fleece. Everybody understand? He, uh, he put out a fleece. He put out a, 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 some wool before the Lord. He said, Lord, uh, let, let the dew of heaven wet the fleece and all around it, let it be dry. And then I'll know that you are leading me and guiding me to do this. Will it happen? He said, oh, let's make sure. Okay. He said, okay, let the fleece, uh, next morning, let the fleece be dry and everything around it wet. Okay. Now, that's the Old Testament. Somebody say, that's the Old Testament. And the reason they did it in the Old Testament is because the persons were not born again. In the New Testament, somebody say in the New Testament, God does not guide us that way any longer. We're not led by prophets. We're not led by fleeces. We're not led by any of that. We're led by, uh, by the Spirit of God that is in you. Uh, the Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you're the sons of God. He's inside. That's the way God leads us in the new covenant. Does everybody say amen? He's inside of us. He's going to lead us. Praise God. So uh, you say, well, I'm going to uh, put out a fleece. If you put out a fleece, you might get fleeced. Right? That's right. So some people have, uh, this is an exaggeration, but uh, uh, Christians have done dumb things like this, not you, but there's been some real dumb ones, all right? Uh, the first woman that walks through that door will be my wife. Lord, I've been praying, Lord, the first woman. Really? That might be the biggest mistake of your life. If she'll call me, I know that I'm going to marry her. No. We're not guided by that. Does everybody understand that? Do Christians do that? They do that, right? 
We're not led like that. We're led by the Spirit of God. His Spirit bears witness with our spirit. We're their sons of God. Can you say amen? There is a voice in you. Hallelujah. That will guide you in the minute details of your life. If you will, uh, if you will co- have communion with the Spirit of God. And if you'll listen to Him. But you have to do your part. You have to meditate in the Word. You have to practice the Word. And you have to uh, give the Word first place. And over a period of time, you will, get, uh, you will be proficient in this. And you will know when the Spirit of God is leading you. Can you say amen? And how he leads you, he'll also give you uh, a witness in your, in, your, in your inward man, your spirit man. Colos- I think it's Colossians 3.15. He says this, look, let the, let the peace of God, let the peace of God be, what, how does he say, let the peace of God uh, be your... Uh, in translating, say, let the peace of God be your arbitrator. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And that wor- word rule means let him be your umpire. How many of you ever played baseball? Raise your hand. Baseball for, uh, people? Okay. You, well, you didn't play much. How many of you were at the bat uh, and you struck out, right? Okay. When you were five or ten. Well, everybody, mostly everybody's played. Who's behind the catcher? The umpire. That's what the Spirit of God is. That's what you have inside of you. Your spirit, uh, the Spirit of God inside of you, inside your spirit, uh, will give you this. Let the peace of God be your arbitrator. Let it be your umpire. And even though you might uh, step up to a situation, listen to me real carefully. You, listen, you uh, step up to a situation, and it looks good. It really looks good. How many of you have been there? The situation looked good, and you said, man, it's all, it's all here. That's Old Testament. That's being led by physical. We're not led by uh, physical things around us. You can get deceived. You can get deceived. You can, you can lose your money. You can lose your family. You can lose everything. Does everybody understand that? So you've got to not be led. You've got to be led by the Spirit of God. And God's, uh, the Spirit of God is, has, has committed himself, that's his function, to help you as a believer to take you to the promised land, to take you to the, your inheritance so that you can uh, enjoy your inheritance and, 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 and that you might enjoy life and be a success. Does everybody understand that? But we have in us uh, the peace that is our arbitrator and our uh, uh, umpire. And he'll tell you when it's not God's will for your life. Everybody understand that? You'll come up to a bad situation now. You'll come up to a bad situation. It looks bad. And your spirit says, no, do this. Just do this. He said, but man, don't look good. And all my buddies gave me advice not to do it, but no, the Spirit of God says, do it. Just take this step and do it. And then you profit. He teaches us to profit. Can you say amen? Now, this is, this is very important for us. Listen real carefully. This is very, very important for us, what I just told you about the Spirit of God and having a guide and that you cooperate with him and that you permit him to lead you 
every day from here on out because it's going to get ugly uh, from here on out in the world. Somebody say in the world. But we have been called to triumph. Can you say amen? And I'll end with this. Uh, I got four minutes. Listen real carefully. Years ago, I read this story. Uh, heard it, a video uh, about this pastor. Listen, this is a pastor and his wife. They're sitting up in a hotel room. They went on vacation. And they're about to leave to return home. And right when they're packing up their luggage and getting ready to leave, the Spirit of God told the pastor, he just, it's just an uh, uh, in, inward voice, a small, still voice said, delay getting on the highway, delay 20 minutes. Just delay, just, uh, just hold back. 20 minutes. You still have a lot of time. Just delay 20 minutes. Ah, he just brushed it off. You know, sometimes we're, we don't, we're not listening to the voice. We're not tuned in. So he said, delay 20 minutes. No, you know, sometimes you're, you want to get back home quickly, you know. You've finished your vacation. You're packing up. So they packed up, got in their car real quickly. and let, uh, um, Instead of listening to the voice of God, he said, get up on the Go ahead. And uh, uh, told his wife, go ahead, let's go pack up and let's put everything in the car and let's go. So they, well, they got in the car and went up into the freeway and went a couple of miles and had a terrible accident. A terrible accident that cost money. They had to hire attorneys. And not only that, they were injured and uh, in their body horrible and suffering for many years uh, what happened in that accident. And when he learned this later on, he said, if I would have only listened to what the Spirit of God was saying. How many of you know it's dangerous to get on the highway or to do just about anything in the world today uh, without the guidance of the Spirit of God, right? That's it. You can lose your life you can lose your, uh, your money. You can lose your family. You can do everything. But you won't if you just listen to God. So if you'll do these things, uh, you will be guided. And you will have success. Can you say amen? Praise God. So let's do this. Would you lift your hand? And let's, let's pray this prayer. My heavenly Father, I declare Jesus is Lord this morning. Say, say that. I declare him as Lord of my life. You have a say-so in my life. I declare Jesus as Lord. Say it. I declare Jesus as Lord this morning. I declare him to be Lord. And I renounce the kingdom of darkness. And I commit myself, my heavenly Father, to serving you. And from this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' mighty name, praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. As you stand up, I want you to just lift up your hands and say, Father, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And from this day forward, I commit myself to allow you 
to permit you to guide my life, even in the minute details of my life. From this day forward, I anticipate that I will be a great success. That's your plan, and that's your purpose for my life. I've made a lot of mistakes, but from this day forward, I'm going upward. I'm going forward. My life is improving. Say it again. My life is improving. Say it again. My life is improving. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, as you close your eyes, I want you to uh, talk to the Lord about spending. Even today, get away from your wife or your husband, from the television. You know, just take 30 minutes. I'm telling you, it will revolutionize your life. It will change your life. You'll become a completely different person if you'll just take 30 minutes every day to meditate in God's Word. You've already made a mess of a lot of things in your life. Just look back. Look back in your past. But, but now it's going to be different. Just take 30 minutes to start with. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Meditating on God's Word. Muttering the Word. Meditating on what God says about your situation, whether it be sickness or finances or whatever. You're meditating on some Scripture. And say, I'm not going to live like this anymore. If others are living a wonderful life, I will not be left out. And what God has done for others, He will do for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Now begin to put everything in your life in God's hands. Take that situation and give it to God. Just take it, give it to God tonight, this morning. Just give it to the Lord. Cast in all your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. You have to change. You can't plateau in this life. You can't be the same person you were a year ago, five years ago. No. You got to move up. My life is improving. I'm going forward. I'm going upward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And what I've shared with you this morning is not theory. It works. Praise God. If you believe it, let's give the Lord a great praise offering this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.